Welcome to the Ghostman Show. And t- tonight I'm talking to Don Allison. I know I consider myself a spiritual person, but most of my life I've been a diehard skeptic. When it came to the paranormal, I didn't even believe my grandmother, a Southern Baptist minister's wife, when she told me about living in a haunted house in Louisiana. I thought perhaps she'd eaten too much spicy Cajun food before going to bed. I became more open-minded. However, after my wife and I purchased an 1830s house in Iowa, which turned out to be quite haunted, for a time we thought we are losing our minds. We heard, would hear footsteps when nobody was there. Radios would turn off and on by themselves and change channels on their own. Tools would come up missing and show up in unlikely places, we'd hear disembodied voices, and batteries would drain in exceptional among other occurrences. A former resident of the home had told us it was pouted, and my reaction to them had been to bite my tongue to keep them saying that it explained the half-empty house of half-empty booth bottles we kept finding around the house. As a daily newspaper editor, I was used to uncovering the straight facts and mysteries and nothing short of mind-boggling. We started research about our paranormal occurrences and learned they were quite common. We had further paranormal encounters and had gone to the iconic Civil War battlefield Gettysburg. At the urging of my wife and co-workers, I reluctantly wrote a book about my experiences. I met the ghosts at Gettysburg, a journalist's journey into the paranormal. I thought it would be a once-in-time dumb book topic, but did not pro- that did not prove to be the case. And he is my guest today. So, Don, apart from being well, stating the obvious, are you now more or less sceptical about your subject? Um, in a lot of ways, I am still very sceptical. When something happens, I don't immediately accept it as paranormal. I look into it, but there definitely are things that are paranormal. So in that sense, I'm much more open. Do you find using your skill as a newspaper editor helps with your investigations? Um, I think it helps in two ways. When I am investigating the paranormal, I'm used to dealing with people, if there are other people involved, I'm used to using my analytical skills to try to figure out what's happening to get to the bottom of things, but the the thing that really being a journalist helps with is uh, people accepting me and my books and what I have to say about the paranormal. Um, It really opens doors for me in that regard. People tend to take me seriously. Well, I suppose because of the background you got, because you have to do quite a lot of research. I mean, I know people criticise papers, but obviously old papers have to do research on the subject before they put it in print. Yeah, that's that's very correct. And, um, part of that, I really had to hone my skills, being very accurate in how I interpret things. If I was not accurate and uh, you know was not right on the money and truthful, I would lost my job, you know, newspaper job, many years ago. And 
when, when, well, how would you describe your first experience when you first realise that you may be haunted? Did you find? Did you think you find it a little bit scary? Like your heart was pumping, like like you, when you see a good horror film, your heart, heart was pumping like ninety miles per hour. did your wife feel at the time? got real good cultural history in America, isn't it? Uh, quite, quite a bit. This was a very active area. Actually, the house is located on one of the major routes that was used to shepherd the slaves to Satan. I think, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they made, recently made a film about the lady that was, the, the cuddle lady that was behind the um, escaping of the people through the underground networks. Yeah. That's it, I couldn't remember her name. And and imagine that right now you've got that history with the with the the, 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 the house and that. It helped you when you did your book. Did you find writing the book easy? Or I know you mentioned in your email you didn't initially want to write it, but when you started writing it, did you think it was very cathartic? Um, the paranormal book was, I have done a number of history books prior to that, just straight history. Um, the paranormal, it was difficult for me in that I was afraid of the reaction people would have to me writing about the paranormal. Um, 
family members? Was it I should write it? And as I wrote it, it really helped me come to grips to things. The research helped me understand. I talked to many people who had similar um, experiences, and it did make me feel much more comfortable about the hauntings in our own house. Yeah, I think that people who've never had experiences paranormal do sort of go poo-poo it a little bit. But what? Just getting your book up now as I speak. Um, I met a ghost at Gettysburg, a journalist's journey into the paranormal. And you've got a little burb, well, bit, I say little bits. Uh, I, I like the fact that you describe it. I'll look inside, because you can do that with books. And you've got a little preface. I like the bit where it says preface in search of truth. In the end, my career choice was a clear one. A college student, I thought about working in marketing or perhaps obtaining a law degree. I decided to pursue journalism. And for me, it really was a no-brainer. So you sort of go into your life history straight away and you do a little prologue. And they, uh, this bit I find amusing. I, I voiced from the past. I was thrilled, confused, amazed, awed and uncertain. <laughs> I like that. And there's a picture of you with your grandmother. Yeah. Yes, she, uh, my grandmother was a wonderful lady, and she told me about living in a haunted parsonage in Louisiana, southern United States. Um, she told me about waking up to see a gentleman at the foot of their bed in old-fashioned clothing, um, staring at her, their eyes met, and then he vanished. Um, she said that the blankets would be taken, yanked off their bed as they slept. And she said one time somebody sat on the bed, left an indention in the mattress, but nobody was there. And my grandmother was a very no-nonsense, uh, very classy lady, and I just thought, you know, that she had an active imagination. I didn't think she was lying to me, but I didn't really believe what she was telling me. Now I do. Well, as I say, it, it, I mean, I wasn't very... I was a bit sceptical paranormal until I had a near-death experience, so that sort of woke, woke me up a little bit to it. So I can understand where you're coming from on that point. Well, mine was more audio than visual, but it still was an experience. 
basically I was in a I had a blood sugar level one two four. I was taken straight from my home to um, ED, then straight to ICU, put in a three week coma. My wife at the time was told to expect the worst. Um, and whilst I was in my coma, I heard a lady's voice or woman's voice I hadn't heard before or since, telling me to wake up. And I had the most overwhelming feeling I've ever, ever had to wake up. And since then, that made me more aware of my mortality, obviously. I became more spiritual, and my pursuit of the paranormal became stronger. I can imagine that that would be a profound experience. Yes, that's why I say, yeah, I think... You know, I know a lot of people that poo-pooed it like they say it's your brain, blah, blah, blah. But I said, well, you know, you weren't there. I was, so, there. <laughs> That's kind of where I come from with my experiences when people challenge me. I said, well, you weren't there. You didn't experience it. Um, one of the most fascinating things to me, and I was here for it, but I didn't see it, um, a gentleman delivering a clothes um, clothes washer, there are two gentlemen, uh, one of them was unhooking the old one, the other one is at the base of our main stairs, just inside the door with the new one, and the gentleman with the new washer got my attention, and he had this odd look on his face, and he said, excuse me, are we alone? And uh, I said, why, did you hear something? Because often, uh, when we've had work crews here, they stir up activity but this guy says no I saw something and I'm majorly creeping out and he proceeded to describe a little girl who looked out from the middle of our master bedroom stepped out watched him looked right down the stairs and he said she was real as could be but he knew something was wrong because she was dressed in older clothing she had a white like knee drink knee length um, dress, like a play dress or night dress. She had brown curly hair, and he said the dress was dirty. And she didn't say anything. She just looked at him a while and then walked back into the room. And he was obviously very moved by the experience. I've done some research. We believe we know who the little girl might be. Her name's Annabelle Ames. She's buried just about a half mile from here. She didn't live in the house, but this was her grandparents' house. Well, she would have visited it quite a, a, a frequent yeah, time. And, and the theory is this would have been a happy place for her, and unfortunately the poor girl died in 1882, I think it was. Uh, she was about seven years old, and she died of a horrible case of bone cancer. Um, that, that's who we believe it is. We don't know for sure. We often hear barefoot steps around um, our bedroom when we're sleeping at night. That's where she was seen coming from. Uh, we'll hear something play with like necklaces my wife has on the stand, move things on the uh, dressers, and even play with the doors of an antique worker. Okay. So it's, that is our most frequent um, activity that we have now. Hmm. And do, uh, I know that when I've talked to people before who gone to Gettysburg or lived in Gettysburg, they always say that they, when they're there, 
they can always sense the, the sounds of cannons and soldiers and guns going off. Or it's a very creepy, eerie place, obviously, because I think I believe I'm correct. I think more people do, died during that than the first battle of the First World War. It's one place I would go if I could travel to America. I would love to go there. I mean, obviously, there's places over here that you, of course, the history goes further back. Yes, well, recorded history, anyway. Well, we've got the, um, in, in Plymouth, we've got the, uh, 200th year anniversary of the pilgrim yeah the pilgrim when the pilgrims went over yes. so that's a big event coming up over here I'll have to watch for um, now obviously when you wrote your book um, and you delved deeper into history did you um when you finished your book, did you think you would get a good reaction or thought, oh well, the people might not, they might judge me a bit, but at least I've got it out there? Yes, I imagine it is because although I've never been on a field trip, I can imagine that you 
it make it, it, it can be instantly eerie. You could probably go in a building and straight away think, "Oh, there's something here." I don't know what. But there's something. And I, I think that's why I like paranormal. It, it's not a like it, 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 it's not like a oh here are, we're ghosts. We're turning up exactly eight o'clock at night, and we'll talk to you ten or eight o'clock. Say hello and bugger off. It's not like that. You'll go there. You can go there for months and months and months and months and months and not get nothing. And then one day you go in and you've tri- you. Say a woman might walk in and suddenly the ghosts are going crazy. Or a child might walk in and the ghosts go crazy. Or there's something that reminds them of something and they go crazy. Prisons are very good like that apparently. Yeah, um, I mean, there are people who oh, get confused sometimes with naughty ghosts and say they're demonic, but a true demonic isn't isn't naughty. It truly is evil. French words would say. to leave, 
very clearly the only result we got there all night, uh, a man's voice said, get out. So I said, okay, sorry to bother you. We will we'll grant your wishes and we will leave. Thank you. And, and that was it. That's probably the, the worst that I've had. Yeah. Um, do you... I mean, I started in the world of cryptozoology, so I know about all research and how you have to do things. And I think that um, cryptozoology, paranormal, and aliens and stuff like that, it sometimes is an underrated science, because I know people sort of think, oh, well, this isn't true, blah, blah, blah. But there are things out there, like 90% of the stories you can write off, like you said earlier. But there's always that 10%. You can try your best to explain it, but you just can't. It's impossible. Yes, I agree. And I, I know a lot more about, say, UFOs and, and so forth than I do about cryptozoology. But I have uh, talked to people who, you know, have, have really been fascinating, and I don't think that you can discount anything. Um, I think you need to have an open mind and be willing to look into it. Well, that's why I like doing podcasting because through I, through this, I can talk to people like yourself. We can have an interesting debate about things. We're not gonna, you know, if we're wrong, we're wrong. You know, we don't mind so much. We're not gonna worry about it. It's not the end of the world of us. I think a lot of the stuff we know about now is um, I think from our when we was the prehistoric man we had to be more aware of our surroundings we had to be like a saber-toothed tiger maybe around the corner and eat you so you had to be physically aware of your environment I think that part of our brain is still there in our subconscious and I think some people can tap in it more than others Well, I think that's because there are theories, and there's lots of theories about what goes on. But one of the theories is it that they like a like an electrical energy, and because we are made of electrical atoms and water or whatever, when it's a thunderstorm, we can get uh, we feel energy in our body, or when the moon is full, we can feel the pull. And that's why some people uh, get affected in their brain. It's because there's too much water going, being pulled. You know, I'm not... I 
that's my theory. I mean, I might, I'm not too sure, but I used to work in mental health, and I, during a full moon, or just after a full moon, it would be more active. I can't prove it physically, but it, you, you could sense it in the air more. As I say, the only final way we can find out is when we get there ourselves. But that's a bit drastic way of finding. But I think it's the un—it's the unknown final frontier. I know we always go on about space and going into space and searching for new planets and finding a new Earth and all that. But I think the real final frontier is us finding out what happens to us. We know physically what happens, and we're pretty sure. There's the theories about what happens to our soul and where it goes. But it would be nice if someone did a proper, more scientific um, investigations on it. Yeah, I suppose it's hard because I, I, know, I know, I think I read somewhere, I'm not too sure, that they when they do uh, by... Um, post-mortems there's always like a, a a couple pound difference for the body I mean obviously when they take the brain and blah 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 there's like this there's a couple ounces they can't explain what's happened to that that part of the body where is it gone what's happened to it a lot of people think that's the soul whether it's right or wrong I don't know perhaps it could be just the way the body is I don't know but a lot of there is a lot of reports out there that say the same kind of thing. I don't know if you come across that. It's a fascinating world, as you say. Once you get into it, there's so much more than ghosts, and it's the history of the building. It's the we, like we said earlier, the research of the people behind the story of why they could be, where, why they are haunting, and that could be even more fascinating. And that's to me, like I do um, 
asked to speak at conferences on the paranormal, and that's what I focus on, is do the research. If there's a haunting, learn the history. Um, you know, just because people say, oh, well, someone was killed here. Well, it wasn't true. You know, you can go back, look at court records, newspapers, you know, talk to local historians, and find out, is it true? And that really can lend credence to the paranormal occurrences to the hauntings. Hmm. Uh, um, as it, did you, you said you wrote another book that followed up your Gettelsburg book. What was that called? The second book is I Met More Ghosts at Gettysburg. An easy title. <laughs> So there is a relatively good reason why they would be around you. Well, I don't think so. I think somehow they're trying to connect to you. I mean, there was both sides, I mean, were there. I mean, it, it tore families apart. It was a bit like the English Civil War we had over here with the round heads and the Cavaliers. Yeah, it was... Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was bad times. I mean, obviously, we don't want that ever to happen again. I'm looking at, I see that you've got another book on Amazon. I know it's not quite related to the paranormal, but I I thought I'd mention it anyway, because, hey, it's your book. (laughs) The Best on My Mind, the Brian Times newspaper columns of Don Allison. Now, I've never heard of the Brian Times newspaper, because, A, I live in the UK, and, B, I I don't follow the newspapers in America. And I imagine you, because you're of that background and you've done it a long time, you don't really give it up as such. I, I, it's one of the 
don't think there's no problem with it. It's not as if you're doing what you used to do, but you want to, you, you can't, it's, you've got to think, oh, I've got to write this up. And uh, obviously, um, being a journalist, you've um, experienced all the stories and that. What do you think about the present situation that have been going on here in the UK? It's strange, strange, isn't it? As if it's like this, oh, they're not telling the truth syndrome. And you think, well, hang on a minute. There's got to be a truth out there somewhere. I'm sorry to say, I think you'll be having him another four years. Um, I, I don't know what will happen with that. Um, my, my take with him has always been, I was, would hope he would do a great job. Um, but I, I have some real fears for the United States. Well, I was worried that time when he bombed, decided to kill the terrorists. Although he did bad things, I'm not defending the terrorists in any shape or form. But the way they did it was a bit too far, in my opinion. Well, I know he thinks it's just one retaliation they did, but I'm not too sure about that. Yes, I agree with you there. Because it, it's the innocents that suffer in the long run. Look at that plane that they accidentally shot down. Yes, I'm afraid it's a volatile world. Of course, I won't mention global warming because your president doesn't believe in it.
December started to get incredible warmth, um, weather that I had never seen in my life. Well, I believe it's happening. I think the whole planet believes it's happening. I mean, I personally can't do much about it because I don't own, I'm not a government. But I think it'll have to take all the governments in the world to just wake up and do something about it. Yeah, well, yeah. I think if it was up to the kids of today, the world would be slightly different. I, I think you're right. I mean, I know we're, I'm old school, I mean, I'm nearly, I'm going to be 60 in two years' time, so I am old school. <laughs> Even though I, I am a realist. Yes, they say age, age is relative, but hey, what do they know? Right, I think we've covered most of your book. Is there any links you'd like to give out for people to find your books? I'd like to thank you for being on my show uh, it's always nice when we have a nice chat and the time goes so quick um, before we go I used to, I usually like to do a unique sign off what would you, your unique sign off be Dom I like that one. Here's mine for you. Well, if I was to meet a ghost at Gatsenberg, I'd rather be, it was the best of my mind. And I would put it in the Brian Times newspaper, and Don would put it in there for me, under the, the paragraph, Paranormal, please, read these fantastic authors' books, and look out for them on Amazon, and other various outlets. Goodbye, and thank you for listening. Ta-ta.